always had trouble with organization. I mean, all over the place. And, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with that. But I mean, me was, especially when I was in school, it was just so hard to focus on one thing. You know, I was never a good test taker, never a good student. And, and that's really what led me to, you know, explore it for further. ADHD Rewired episode 136. This is the show designed for those of us with really good intentions, but a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and speaker. The website is ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me tell you about this. It's ADHD Awareness Month, and I hope you'll join us Tuesdays in October at 12.30 p.m. Central for a live Q&A webinar. These have always been a lot of fun. Get your productivity questions answered. Got questions about calendars, Evernote, task management apps? Ask me anything. Well, almost anything. Go to erictivers.com slash events to register. That's erictivers.com slash events. The ADHD Awareness Expo is going on now through October 8th. Go to erictivers.com slash expo 2016 to claim your spot. You can hear me speak Friday, October 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. The replays of all the speakers are available until October 8th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Catch it all at erictivers.com slash expo 2016. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. Today's guest is Ian Ryan. Ian is the founder of fearlessandhealthy.com and the host of the Fearless and Healthy podcast, a top-ranked iTunes new and noteworthy podcast in health and self-help and in education. Ian has over nine years of experience as a highly sought out after health coach, and he believes in a holistic approach to wellness and putting a large emphasis on mastering a mindset. And we certainly know here how important that is. He has a pretty audacious goal, and that's his vision is to help one million people step into their true calling and live a healthy, confident, and fearless life. Ryan, welcome to ADHD Rewired. Eric, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat here and, you know, talk about healthy habits and how, we, how everyone can make that happen in their own life. So one million people, how, what's your plan for doing that? You know, really, I mean, I started in a brick and mortar fitness business, loved it. You know, I've always been passionate about health, but I realized, you know, I wasn't going to be able to reach as many people as I was, as I would have been able to online. So that was really, I wanted to make a bigger impact, you know, and I knew that I would have a better chance of doing that if I, you know, started my podcast and really launched my online business. And the reason I feel so passionate about my message is because I truly believe that without your health, it's hard to put your best foot forward in so many different areas of your life. It really is, you know, in my opinion, the number one most important thing that we really have to take control of. So that's kind of where the vision evolved from and why I'm so excited about it. That's awesome. As, as you know, my listeners and my clients know when we, when, when people try to 
uh, put sort of that self-care seconds. Say, I'll take care of that once I get my to-do list done. It's like, <laughs> it, it never works out well that way, right? It's you, you got to prioritize your, our health because without health, there's nothing. And it's like when, I mean, think about, for the listener, think about when you're feeling actually sick, like you're actually ill. Like it just seems like nothing else matters. But when we're feeling sort of good enough, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, right? But when we're feeling great, when we're really, you know, we're eating right, we're exercising, it can be hard to even imagine what it's like not doing those things. It's so true. So true. You know, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk, because I know that when we were, when we talked about things last week, two weeks ago, about some of the things that we could talk about. So a while back, we had someone um, uh, that I can't really remember the name of on the podcast. I think his name was Carl. And I remember talking with him about how complicated it actually is to do nutrition right. Because it's not just about eating one particular kind of food or eliminating one particular kind of food. It's really about the combinations of, of food, which, you know, just kind of led me with more questions. And so sure. um, I'm looking forward to asking you some more questions about nutrition, about fitness. Um, but before we really get into that, I want to share with you, uh, with listeners, and find out from you, your story. Um, so you were diagnosed with ADHD when? Back in high school. Okay. Back in high school. Yeah, that was really, you know, when, when it all happened for me. So what was it that brought, uh, that kind of led to that diagnosis? You know, just having a lot of problems with concentration, uh, having a tough time really staying focused, cluttered, always had trouble with organization. I mean, all over the place. And, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with that. But I mean, me was, especially when I was in school, it was just so hard to focus on one thing. You know, I was never a good test taker, never a good student. And, and that's really what led me to, you know, explore it for further. All right. So you... Um... When you get that diagnosis, um, what was, what happened? Like, did you, were you, did you get help with school? Were you taking medication? Yeah, no, I definitely was. And, you know, that's, that's kind of, it helped to a little, to a certain extent. But, you know, I realized that over time that it was definitely something that, you know, I struggled with and that I needed to, I guess, take control of. And that's what I, after a while, you know, I started to really incorporate fitness and wellness and other things in my routine and found that a lot of those things helped me in my own life. And so uh, from what I understand too, like, so currently you don't, you don't take medication now, right? No, I'm not taking anything. Okay. And it was interesting. So before we, when we were talking about things and, and, you know, in the health and fitness world, there's a lot of sort of, I think, um, commercial or advertising language in, in the marketing realm that, that gets used. And you know, one of the, the, the words, and we discussed this before about the idea of when we hear a lot of all natural approaches and when the ADHD world, I get very kind of my, my red flags go up when I hear all natural, you know, because that's, I think it, there's an undertone of, uh, it implies um, that taking medication is a bad choice and there's shame involved in it. Um, and so I don't know if this exists in other areas outside of ADHD, but this is an ADHD podcast and my listeners have ADHD. So that's where my focus is. So um, when we talk about uh, and when you're talking about all natural, really, you're just you're talking about things related to eating what like whole grain foods or uh, exercise. Um, so you're not shunning or saying, don't put this into your body. Like what's, I guess, what's your message? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm not shunning any, any approach, you know, I, I mean, I really don't, it, whatever you need to, to deal with your situation. I understand that everyone's ha- has a unique situation in their own life and whatever they need to, to get better and operate on a higher level. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Me personally, when I say natural, you know, I'm just a big believer that, you know, I just try to put natural things in my body, my diet, I try to keep it clean. Uh, lots of greens in my diet. You know, I'm a big fan of well-balanced. I don't, like you had just mentioned, it's not having, uh, going on some crazy diet plan, right? It's trying to eat for more energy, putting the proper nutrients in your body most of the time, you know, having a, an exercise program that's going to give you more energy and vitality on a daily basis. So when I'm talking about natural, I'm just talking about really digging deep and doing the things that you can do personally to exhort more energy, get those endorphins going and just fuel your body to make you more productive on a regular basis. And I know that right now you're uh, in the first year, the first two years of starting your own business? Yeah, you know, actually, Eric, I had my own fitness business for about six years in Washington, D.C. It was a corporate fitness business. Um, I worked with a lot of busy executives, right, that had to, that didn't have a lot of time to work out. And I developed programs for them. Um, eventually, I took things online. So in terms of my online business, I've had things going for about a year. I launched my podcast in December. And the program is really trying to focus integrating, for example, personal development and wellness, because I believe that the mind-body connection, for example, everything is linked, right? When you move more, when you eat well, your mind operates better, right? And if you're not in the proper mindset, you're probably not going to stick with an exercise program or a solid nutrition plan long-term. So that was the reason I felt the need to start my own, own, own online business to really craft out a program that dialed in these components in a way that made sense for me. So where are you living right now? I am in San Diego. I moved out here from uh, the Washington, D.C. area. I came out here in December 2015. So working on one year, not quite there yet. Okay. And what, what besides the weather, what, what brought you out there? You know, honestly, Eric, it was a host of things. You know, I'll dive a little in, into my personal life just to give the listeners some perspective as to, to why I moved out here. But, you know, there was a lot of fear associated in my own life from putting myself out there, right? I had this, this offline business and I really wanted to, to share my message and my true self, you know, online, but I had, a, you know, I just couldn't get over the fact that maybe I was going to be judged or, you know, maybe it wasn't going to work out and all this stuff. And I always had this dream as a little kid of moving out to California. I'm a beach guy. You know, there's something about the eons of the ocean that really just like lights me up, but I just kept making excuses for why I hadn't come out here. And I actually, uh, I lost my brother, tragically in 2015 that really just made put things in perspective for me you know and made me realize wow like life is short <laughs> the things that i'm afraid of or i'm scared of or i'm you know re- i have resistance towards really aren't that serious and at the end of the day you know it really led me to move out to san diego and really just start this thing so it was a mix of one the beautiful weather right and just always having that dream of moving out to the west coast but also really just realizing that at the end of the day life can be short right so why not try to go after everything that we want in life with with 100% and can i ask you about your brother what what happened absolutely he actually passed away from a drug overdose, you know, something that he struggled with for a long time, you know, and it brought a lot of 
problems in our family. And, you know, there was a lot, I, I used to handle things, Eric, in a, in a very different way. Um, isolated myself a lot, you know, during the whole situation. And, and when, when it all happened, I just thought about things so differently. And obviously, you know, I, I miss him, miss him all the freaking time, you know, wish he was still here, but it's brought my family closer. I think we're coming out in a positive direction. And now my message is just, not only to help people that want to improve their, their fitness and mindset, but maybe someone that's going through something, right? A struggle where they're just kind of feeling stuck in their life, just knowing that some of these habits, right? The, these, these mindset components, these personal development strategies, taking care of your body, they all help me during a tough time in my life. And I know that they can help a lot of people that struggle in their own. Um, first of all, I'm sorry for your, your, the loss of your brother. That's, I mean, you, I think something like that, it's not that you ever get over it. You maybe begin to get used to it at some point. Um, you know, when I was, uh, I think I was 23, I, uh, my best friend uh, died from an overdose. My, my friend, uh, Gabe, he was the person that actually got me into social work. And so I kind of live every day thinking about him and living, you know, because he was, he was in his final semester of grad school, uh, getting his master's in social work. And uh, when he when he died, it it something really shifted inside of me. I think that it was a big perspective shifter. I cut out a lot of unhealthy things that I used to do, including smoking. You know, it's it's I haven't touched a tobacco product of any kind. Um, I think a, a few months after he died, and it's mortality. When we're, I think we're when the, our our mortality hits us so closely the way you know loss of a brother or loss of a friend it really has a a, a focusing power of helping sure. us really look and see what's really important in life like what really matters i completely agree you know i think it can go one of two ways for a lot of people for me personally it just made me more it made me grateful you know i really made me think about like you said the things that really matter in life right and you know, it made me closer, for example, with my family, but it also just kind of gave me a kick in the rear end, right? And just realized, man, I have this, this opportunity. Like we all have this, this life to make an impact or do whatever, you know, really lights us up. And that's different for everyone. But like you said, it's like when you lose someone, it puts things in perspective and it really just makes you realize how precious life is. And that was really one of the big catalysts, right, for uh, just moving out here and just saying, you know what, I'm going to give things a shot. And I know that wellness can have such a positive impact on people's lives, you know, and I really felt the need to share that message on a deeper level. So how do you work with people? Like, so if, if I were to come to you, um, what would be something that we might do together? For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's case is unique for sure, depending on their goals. Right. So the first thing we do is we find out what the heck you've been doing. Like, are you someone that hasn't been working out for the last five years, but you have uh, some knowledge in terms of strength training and nutrition? Are you brand new? Right. You never step foot in a gym and you really need a coach to guide you every step of the way. Or are you someone that works out and you've seen some level of success, right? And now you need someone to change up your program and make some tweaks so you can continue to progress, right? So it's finding out where you really are and then developing a program 
tailored towards getting you to your goals and really coaching you through that process step by step. And I believe there's three main pillars, Eric. I believe one, you got to master the mindset and the lifestyle success rituals, right? And I found that when people want to make a big shift in their nutrition and fitness, that they really have to build the healthy habits and daily rituals in their life that are going to set them up for long-term success, you know, preparing your food, right? Not just leaving it to chance, making your workouts consistent, making it simple, not overcomplicating it and just building consistency initially. And then we can make things more complex down the road. Right. And then my whole philosophy around nutrition is I don't want people to be miserable. I don't want people to feel like they have to build a negative association around nutrition. It's not something that you have to suffer through. You can learn how to eat healthy for more energy. And when you learn how to do these things and you realize it's not necessarily about a diet, learning how foods make you react, what's going to make you feel better. It's actually, you start to get excited about eating healthy, right? When you start to, to learn this stuff and then, you know, the exercise, it's different for everyone. It really is um, it, and it depends on which, which phase you're at, whether you're looking for fat loss or overall, you know, getting stronger. But I think the big thing is just really narrowing, narrowing down exactly what you're doing, making you see it in a simplistic way so you don't get overwhelmed and then building success, stacking it one thing on top of the other. So eventually you incorporate all these habits in your life and you can have success down the road. So for myself, so I, my exercise routine is, I think it's, it's, it's pretty decent. Okay. I do cardio probably four to five times uh, um, a week. I've been recently, I've been able to increase my cardio somewhere between 45 minutes to up to an hour and 15, depending on how much time I've given myself in the morning. I uh, Are you familiar with the Elliptigo? Uh, you told me a little bit about it when we had a conversation before. Not the elliptical, the elliptical, right? Right. So it's um, like think elliptical, think elliptical, but it's a bike. It's like out in the road. Um, gotcha. It definitely will turn heads, but it's it's fun. And for me, that's like that's really important for my exercise. But I also live in the Chicago area, so that is something that is seasonal. While my father-in-law might have the patience to, to put on like four layers, and he he's one of these crazy avid cyclists. I mean, he he <laughs> he makes people who are like thirty-five years old look bad. Um, he's just so he'll he goes out in zero degrees in cycles. Um, I've z I have I will never <laughs> do that because right. the amount of steps that's involved of having all the layers, and I'll forget probably a base layer, and then I have to put undo it all. But like screw it, just getting dressed as a workout, I'm done. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do have in my basement on this old recumbent bike that I, that I use. I mean, I was on it this morning, but I know for myself that when I don't mix it up, I feel like it's not giving me the same kind of benefit. Do you find that it's really important to mix your, your workout routine up? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So yes. And, but be careful with it. And here's what I mean. First off, I think everyone should realize that you don't have to be, you don't have to follow a really feel like you need to follow a structured approach, especially initially. There's so many different ways to get fit and healthy, right? So do something that doesn't make you miserable, right? Whether that's hiking, whether that's going out on your elliptical, like you said, whether that's, you know, climbing up a, a freaking mountain, going swimming. The big idea is like, just get moving. And I do feel like it's important to switch it up. So you don't get bored, right? And you constantly want to vary your exercises so you don't adapt to the way you're training. But 
if you're looking, for example, to build strength, right, or to get stronger or to, to build stamina, it's really dialing in like what one area you want to improve and changing like one variable at a time. So if your goal, for example, Eric, is just overall fitness, I encourage anyone that is in that stage just to get out and do something that they enjoy, right? So they can realize that exercise and movement really isn't that bad. But once you get to that next level, if you really want to continue to see progress, it's really figuring out what you're doing and changing like one small variable at a time. So we can kind of monitor that progress and make adjustments. Some people when they're jumping from like one thing to next, I always tell people it's like, you can't become a marathon runner and the world's best bodybuilder at the same time, right? Because the training regimens are very different for those types of people. So that's why I say yes and no, but at the same time, like I'm at the point in my life, Eric, where I have to vary it, right? Because I want to, you know, do different things. I want to get outside. I want to do some strength training. So more times than not, yes, I think it's super important to do different things. All right. So when, when I'm talking to my clients about exercise, my focus is and helping them see the the benefits for the brain on exercise. Yeah. And I, say the, I, I exercise for my brain, my waistline benefits from it, but I do it primarily because it it absolutely helps my focus. It, I mean, it's it's truly, it's like night and day. And I just recently came off about it. It was about almost two weeks where I wasn't able to exercise because I had an operation where I had some, I had some uh stuff removed off the top of my head and my doctor said, I want you to sweat. I'm like, okay, great. Um, and this is like in the peak of the summer where I'm now at um, like an hour and 20 minutes on my elliptical, I'm doing like 13 <laughs> miles on it. And like, and now he tells me that I, uh, you know, I can't do it for two weeks. So I have no idea where I was just going with this question. <laughs> We're talking about the, br- the effects of the brain. I think it was because I was on my, my uh, recumbent bike in the basement this morning why I just right. lost my train of thought. So yeah, the, the effects on, on the brain. So I even find for myself, and I have to be careful for myself because sometimes like I know that if I'm sort of running out of time in the morning that I will push really hard even for 15 minutes just to kind of make, wake my brain up. But when I say I have to be kind of careful about that because I've caught myself where I keep doing that and the next thing I know, my average workout time for the last month or two has been about 15 minutes. Right. And then you start to really notice the difference. Right, right. Right. So as far as like working with people from on the the kind of the brain-based benefit, I know there's a lot of research that really shows the importance of exercise in the morning. Now, what's, sure. what's your thought about exercise in the morning versus afternoon versus evening? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think everyone's different, right? I am a big advocate of trying to work out in the morning. And here's why. I feel like when you get your day off from a positive state and you take control versus react to the world around you, right? It's a lot easier to keep that positive momentum going throughout the rest of the day. And let me give you like a perfect example. You know, last week, my schedule kind of got thrown off. Um, I don't work with many in-person clients anymore. Uh, but I do take a couple and I took on an early morning client and it like screwed with my morning workouts. And I was like all over the place all day. I didn't have the focus, the clarity, right? And I really missed that. The endorphin release that helps me just just be in a, that positive state every day. So I'm a big fan of a morning routine. Um, and I always try to actually help my clients develop one in their own life. And one of the, one of the things that I do is like, 
a lot of people are like, well, I don't have that much time in the morning. Once again, simplify the process, right? Maybe you don't have time for your full workout, but why not at least try to get like 15 minutes of cardio and hydrate, right? Make sure that you're hydrating because our body is super dehydrated through the night. So even though I'm a coffee drinker, um, I like to put down about 20 ounces of water in the morning, right? And then from there, I do um, like a shake or I try to put the right nutrients in my body. So I have that positive energy. And what I found is when you start your day like that, you're more likely to make better decisions throughout the day because you're like, man, I already got it off to a good start. When it's like you, you grab something in the morning, like you're out at Chick-fil-A, right? You grab a breakfast sandwich or something. You're like, all right, well, you know, I already started my day like this. And then it, it's like a domino effect, right? So I encourage the morning, but I also say get it in while you can because not everyone can. So, uh, but I'm all, I'm all about starting your day off the right way. Now let's talk about food. For sure. I recently read the book, uh, Go Wild. Are you familiar with this, this book? I've, you know, I haven't read it, but I know I'm familiar with the book. Yeah. Now, let me, let me actually uh, clarify. I, I listened to the book. Um, okay. <laughs> usually when I say I've read a book, I actually mean I listened to a book. It just, you know, it's in my mind, whatever. So um, right. you can get that at uh, audibletrial.com slash ADHD rewired for a free audiobook download. Now, I've liked most of it. There were certain things that it seemed extreme for me, but he also backed up a lot of the science with it. And I've been struggling with it. And right. it was his case for sugar. Right. And, you know, there was one part where I was just like, I actually remember listening to it and I audibly said out loud, oh, come on. Where he's like, <laughs> you can have all the fruit and the berries in the world that you want, but avoid bananas. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, you know, and bananas to me are a staple of, of, my diet. Right, 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 right. Now I I probably have half a banana every day. If I don't, I actually I get leg cramps if I don't have ha a banana every day. So what's I mean it's it's a, a unbelievable how much sugar we add to to food. Absolutely. 100%. And, and what he describes as far as like sugar as poison, basically, and that we're killing ourselves and we're going to look at sugar, you know, maybe in 20, 30 years from now, like like we look at cigarettes now. One, do you buy that? And two, like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, here, I mean, it's, it's really comes down to this. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, if you want to get your sugars from me, I try to keep them for the most part from natural sources, right? From fruit. Now, I guess his whole thing on, on bananas, right? Is they're going to spike your blood sugar a little bit more than some of the other fruits out there. But, you know, I'm a big, I, as long as you're getting it, if it's natural, you know, I'm not opposed to it, but you know, things you want to avoid are like fructose, right? High fructose sugars. Um, and anything that is going to come from non-natural sources, I try to stay away from like altogether. Now that doesn't mean I do so, um, all the time. And my other thing is like, I still don't try to beat people up mm -hmm. if they want to, to, to have a treat every now and then really, it's just about minimizing it. But I do, I would say that um, in terms of like, you know, weight loss or anything like that, I try to keep my blood sugar levels regulated and you're going to have an easier time doing that if you're not having a bunch of processed sugar. Does that make sense? Right. But in this book, he even talked about honey as processed food. Right. Yeah. No, you know, and I'm, I'm actually not opposed to honey. You okay. know, I add it to some stuff. Yes. Yeah, so it's, uh, 
it, it just depends. Now, I will say this. What's crazy is everyone has a freaking different opinion on nutrition. And mm. it feels like the people that really study it, they think it's their way or the highway. And that's right? why I have such a hard time even talking about it's, nutrition on the show, because I really want to support really the, where the hard science is at. For sure. And I just don't see it in, in nutrition. And it's frustrating. Yeah. And the other thing is you have to realize that everyone's body reacts to diets differently. Right. So some people, for example, are going to thrive off of off a higher carbohydrate diet while other people are going to thrive off a higher fat diet. Right. And then now there's been, you know, research linked to people that love plant based diets. Right. Now I'm a meat eater. Right. And I'm not going to shy away from that anytime soon. You know, I enjoy my meat. And I, you know, I've, I've researched paleo and all these other diets, but I really think, like you said, it's like, where's the research uh, based diets or wh where's this, this research found? And if you study them, I mean, some things from every diet really make sense, but I think it's finding a approach that's going to work for your lifestyle. That's going to give you sustainable energy. That's not going to put you at a caloric deficit. That's going to screw up your metabolism and your hormones, right? And if you're going to be eating things like sugar, especially if they're from products, keep it in moderation, right? Keep most of your foods coming from foods that come from the earth, right? They don't have a million ingredients with them. And that's really my philosophy when it comes to nutrition, right? Is once again, stepping back and not trying to overcomplicate it, you know, and not beating people up for, you know, eating the food that they're, you know, they're not supposed to eat. So, well, everyone's approach is different and I'm happy to get into like the nitty gritty of any details around anything. That's really where I feel like the first step is, you know, finding something that works for you and being consistent with it. Cause I know that, uh, I don't know, maybe three, four, five years ago, maybe when I started learning about the, the impact of protein versus carbohydrates, you know, I, I did an experiment and I started really increasing the protein and really decreasing the carbohydrates and within the first week, I noticed uh, enough of a profound effect that I still do that today, right? Because I, well, that's I, actually, go ahead. That's actually a really good. Now, that's one thing I will say is protein. You know, it's scientific. It, it speeds up your metabolism, right? And not only that, try to have some source of protein as soon as you wake up in the morning, right? And, and this has been proven: one, to spike your metabolism; two, it's going to help you feel fuller for longer right? And it's been linked to help people burn more fat. So it's definitely uh, essential to put that in your diet, especially in the morning. I'm the same way. I try to stay away from a lot of carbohydrates in the morning. I'm a big guy. I like to focus on like the healthy fat and the protein. And I think it's pretty safe to say in most situations, you know, you want to get a decent amount of protein in your diet, right? But I guess with the carbohydrates, you go back and forth. Now, I'm someone that when I eat too many carbohydrates, if they're not coming from like, you know, fruits and vegetables and I'm getting them from like too many grains, I crash, you know, really quickly. You get that like quick spike and then you're like on the couch. So exactly. I used to yeah. I used to have a bowl of like really healthy, like we used to, I used to call it bird food because it was just <laughs> like this. I actually liked it, though, but I would put like cut a fruit in it and then instead of putting milk, I would put kefir. Uh, on it, which is more like a higher protein dairy product. Right. And I would ha have like a pot of coffee and I would literally fall asleep on the couch. Oh, it happens. It's happened so often, you know, it really does. Or you have like, even me, it's like, if I have like a big sushi dinner, you know, I feel great. And then I'm like, oh my, I'm so tired. Right. Or like any of that stuff. So absolutely. You get that big spike and then that big crash. 
sort of thing with anything with diet. It's try something for a little bit. If if you think you're doing all these other things that are helping you and you want to really continue to feel better, try it for a week, try it for two weeks and, and see, you know, it's none of these things are, are you have to commit to forever. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a couple things that I like to be consistent with. I like to be colorful with my diet, right? Make sure that I'm getting a lot of greens and that's, that's something that I like to do. And then I like to have a lot of fish. So I'm a big fan of salmon, right? Because I think our diets are high in omega-6, right? And this, especially in this country. So making sure you're getting omega-3s in. Um, so you can do that from so many different sources. And then a couple superfoods. You know, one of my favorites is coconut oil. I try to add those into my smoothies. They give you more sustained energy throughout mm. the day. But like you said, it's all about tweaking, figuring things out. You don't have to, if you follow a diet and you hate it, switch things up. You know, find something that works for you. Pay attention to how your body reacts to it. Make certain tweaks and don't feel like you have to follow like this, this certain approach, right? Because everyone is different and everyone reacts to foods differently. Let me ask you about mixing things up. So sure. I rotate between the same two to three things that I eat in the morning. Uh, I love breakfast. I think that breakfast is the best meal of the day, any time of day. Yes, I love it too. My, my wife and I actually, at our wedding, we actually served breakfast food. <laughs> That's <laughs> how like much that. we love breakfast. Right. You know, one of the kind of the staples of my, my morning that I have most mornings is I make this protein shake that consists of about a cup of milk, a chocolate whey protein powder, peanut butter powder, which is awesome, by the way. Have you ever, have you ever tried the peanut butter I've powder? I've had it. You know, I'm, I usually eat the real thing. Um, I'm a big almond butter guy, honestly. Okay, okay. But I do eat peanut butter too. I love peanut butter. I don't do the powdered peanut butter, not because there's anything wrong with it. I just, you know, it's not something that I personally do too often. So, um, so I do that and then I add a half a frozen banana, but I also put frozen blueberries in. And so that's what I have. And I've been using the same kind of protein powder for a couple of years now. Is, should I be concerned about that? I wonder about that. You know, it's, it's funny because I'm a big, I call it my morning power shake, right? And I try to have, I'm actually out of protein powder right now. So I got to order some more, but, um, rookie so, move, you know, right, exactly. <laughs> but like the way, the way standard gold, if you're using a protein powder, for example, just make sure it doesn't have a bunch of sh added sugar and carbohydrates. My thing is like, if I'm going to eat the carbs, right, I want to get it from foods. I don't want to get it from my protein powder, you know? Um, but in the morning, I, I don't think there's anything to be concerned with. I'd say, Add a little variety to it. So for me in the morning, what I'm going to have is I'm going to do some type of uh, greens, right? So I'm going to do like some spinach, uh, some kale. I'm going to mix it up, right? It doesn't have to be the same thing all the time. Then when it comes to the fruit, I'm huge on berries. I love berries, right? So um, I usually add those to my shake. Now there, so then you're getting, you know, your fruits, you're going to have a little sugar there, then you'll get your greens. But then I want to add the healthy fats, which are going to help you stay full for longer. So for in your case, it would be the powdered peanut butter. For me, it's like almond butter, uh, coconut oil. You could even put like an avocado in there, right? So those are all different healthy fat sources. And then some chopped ice. So really, that's like you're getting a ton of stuff in there. And what I would say is like, get creative with your different uh, recipes, right? So then that way you can get some different nutrients and explore some different stuff. And if I don't do a power shake in the morning, um, I'll do like an egg white omelet, right? Where I'm putting my vegetables in my omelet and I'll still do some of the yolk because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of benefits from the yolk as well, right? The healthy fat, 
But at the same time, you know, I'll try to put my vegetables in my omelet. So I'll have a bag like ready to go. Um, so I have a couple of different options, but I will say that I'm pretty much like one, two, three things in the morning too, right? I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to have to make decisions. Like, so that's, yes. so for me, that's part of why I have the, so my, the other thing that I eat is, um, uh, Quaker makes this high protein oatmeal. And so I, I make a package of that. I add, and I do it with milk. And then I add a bunch of like mixed nuts to it and uh, some berries. It, it's hearty. It's filling. And if for some strange reason, that doesn't make me feel sleepy. Yeah. You know, a lot of people love oatmeal in the morning. I try to avoid it personally, not because there's anything wrong with it, because I've always personally thrived once again, once again, personally, right. right um, off of a high fat, high protein breakfast, right. And obviously the oatmeal, you're going to get more carbs from it. It's going to give you a lot of uh, energy. And then, you know, that sounds pretty healthy. The only thing I would add is make sure you're getting some protein in there in the morning. But that's, just, the, that's the nuts and the, 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 oh, the you are going to get some from the nuts. It's primarily a fat source. You'll mm-hmm. get a little bit of protein but so. the good fats so here's the these other confusing things it's like now we used to the fats bad now we're actually saying no fats actually good <laughs> like you want fat like people talking about like adding the, like butter to their coffee like you know these kinds of things well what people have to realize is fat is just a word <laughs> you know it's a it's really it's just a word that's been made up and it's it's a nutrient just like a carb and just like a protein so people automatically assume right when, when they say fat, that it's going to make you fat. And that's not the case, right? You obviously want to understand your macros and how many calories your body needs to basically maintain your weight and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, fat gives you a lot of energy, right? Especially certain fats. Um, and it can give you a, a lot of sustained energy. And there's so many good fats out there. What I will say is that a lot of these foods that we're talking about are very calorie dense. So for example, when you have nuts, um, it's so easy to sit down and crush like a bag of almonds, right? Uh, and so you got to look at your serving side. There you go. I have my, my uh, mixed nuts right, right in arm's reach. And I usually mix that in with my morning snack with, uh, with a, a Greek yogurt. Right. Yeah. No, nuts are great. Just think about it's like nine calories per gram as opposed to like your carbohydrates and your protein, which are four calories per gram. So it's a little, it's just different, right? It's Is there a cheat sheet somewhere? Because this stuff, I mean, because it, that's when we're talking about the very beginning, it's confusing when you have to, you have to consider all the combinations of things. It's just, you know, and, and we have ADHD, it's, it, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard, right? And especially to eat healthy with ADHD requires organization and it requires planning. And it's these, you know, for a lot of people who are listening to the podcast, this is why they're listening to the podcast. They're because they're right. wanting some strategies and organization and planning. Well, I actually have Eric and I'll send it to you. I have a guide, right? And it, it's really simple. It takes people through like these five steps and it breaks down some basic nutrition stuff, but it'll show you like, what are what are the healthy fats? What are the healthy proteins? You know, what are the healthy carbs? And it'll break down like the calories per gram and all that stuff for you. It'll just give you a basic understanding. So maybe someone can like put it up on the refrigerator, right? And refer to it. And hopefully that'll help. And I'm happy to send that over to you. Awesome. So we'll get a link to that on this episode's show notes. I don't know what episode number this will be. So whatever episode this is, it's erictavers.com slash whatever episode number this is. So Perfect. get the, get that there. So, I, and I'll definitely be looking forward to, uh, to, uh, do you need a reminder to send that to me? So, so Eric, I just had my buddy. He's going to c- come over here. He's putting it in right now. So he's got a reminder set for me. So uh, I'll send it over, man. All right. Awesome.
Awesome. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, speaking of organization, we're going to talk about helping you with some organizational strategies and clutter. When we return, we'll be sitting in the hot seat. Thank you. We'll be right back. The CHAD International Conference on ADHD is November 10th through the 12th in beautiful, sunny Costa Mesa, California. I'll be speaking about time management strategies following Ari Tuckman's talk on the science of time. Go to chad.org to register. I hope to see you there. Oh, and the price goes up after October 17th, so don't wait. And we are back. Ian Ryan, are you ready to sit in the hot seat? I am ready. All right. Let's, let's do, do it. Born so, for this. All right. So let me let me change hats here and put in the, the coaching hat on. And um how how can we help you with organization and clutter? Oh my goodness. I've got so many different things. You know, I just and, and my roommate's right here, so he'll probably laugh at this. You know, since I've moved out to San Diego, Eric, I've lost two of my key fobs, right? Um, for my for my car. And it's just, you know, I've always had issues with with organization. Something that's kind of helped me would be like mind mapping, but I would say my biggest struggle is really just losing my possessions, right? Misplacing things and then also uh, being overwhelmed with tasks, trying to do too many things at one time. And, and that's where I would say I struggle with. Now, now that being said, I've gotten better because I, I implement strategies in my daily routine that really help. But um, if you've got any tips on that, I would love to hear about them. Okay. So, now, when you say you're overwhelmed with tasks and losing possessions, now, these sort of are two separate things, right? right? However, if part of why you're losing things is because your mind is so busy because you're overwhelmed with everything you got going on. Right. Um, you mentioned mind mapping. I'm a huge proponent of mind mapping. So how do you use mind mapping? I use it with a lot of different things. I don't use it with like any possess. So I use it with like business ideas, right? Finding out like the different moving parts. For example, I've used it to launch websites. I've used it to launch coaching businesses, all that. My problem is, is I'll usually do one and then it'll get lost. <laughs> or some, yeah, I mean, really, it's, 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 I mean, I'm being honest here. So it's like, you know, I have a million mind maps of all these different things, but it's like keeping that focus and being like, hey, Ian, you just did the mind map. Now revisit the mind map and make that a part of your daily routine. So layering it, right? Okay. So when it comes to revisiting things, this is an issue that comes up a lot in, in my coaching is that, so when you create this big plan or when you have this big aha, the big insight that you write down, if you don't create a reminder for yourself or a calendar event for yourself to go back to that specific document, it's the aha is it's, it's lost gold. Right? right. And yeah. these, these mind maps, it's, it's lost creative organizational processes that you spend time and energy doing. So I have in, for myself, I, in my calendar, because I use a lot of mind mapping, every quarter I have a, 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 a repeating event that goes off every, it's for three weeks in a row because the first week is your, your mind map revisit is coming up next week. Then there's the week that it comes up. And then there's the just in case I missed that week, week following. There you go. To go back to that mind map and, and revisit it. Now, you can take the approach to mind mapping also for your stuff. So if you put in the middle of, your, of a mind map, right, stuff, and where does it go? 
right? So, and this can be both physical and this can be digital as well. So let's talk about keys. Where do your keys go? What's, what's, do you have a rule about where your keys go, where your fob goes? No, but I, but I absolutely need one. So my last roommate that I lived with, I lived with Buddy back in DC. We had a, a basket. It was called Ian's Basket. Right. So whenever I came in the house, I would put like all my stuff in there. It was definitely a, a strategy that really worked, you know, but that's not going on right now. So, um, yeah, I, it's definitely needing to have something like that would definitely be effective. Okay. So what would that look like for you? Something by the front door, right. Okay. That you can just kind of throw in immediately just so you have like everything in one place. Do you need to ask your roommate there if we have if you have something that you can put by the front door? <laughs> like, is this because um, here's the thing: is it, is this something you need to go buy? Is it something that you have? Probably something that I could dig up for sure. Um, ask your roommate not, while he's right there. Go make the Kevin. We got a basket around here, right? We can make it Ian's possessions. <laughs> he's just laughing. <laughs> is he dying to like throw in his two cents? Uh no, he's actually in the middle of something, but I'm sure he is. <laughs> All right. So how long do you think it would take you to go find that basket? Oh, I'm sure I have it around here somewhere. Okay. You that, know, if not, you know, that's I go get the, one. when someone with ADHD describes it, it's around here somewhere. That's the dark abyss of, of later land, which never happens and we never find. Right. right. So getting really kind of uh, focused and concrete on that. So in, it's funny that how the little things, it's like, okay, so if I have this basket, it would be great. And I'm thinking about this basket for months and months, but I haven't actually gone to get the basket, right? Right. So it's, you see, starting is the hardest part. Where where are your baskets? In this house, probably, I, I, I don't even know, Eric, to tell you the truth. I would have to, to look for them, you know? <laughs> I'd have to go back down in the storage and figure it out. <laughs> Okay, so you can either do that or you set a time limit for how long you'll allow yourself to look for it. And if you don't find something that will work for this at a certain amount of time, then you go on Amazon and get something and it'll be at your door in the next day or two. Right, right. No, that makes sense for sure. Simplicity at its finest, but it's definitely true. Okay, then the next kind of uh, key to that is remembering, implementing, and doing some behavioral correction when you break your own rule. Okay. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so if you walk in the house and you know, you have this basket, but just amazingly, you don't even notice it. And you, uh, you walk in and you put your fob in the, in the refrigerator. Cause that's where we, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where we do with those kind of things. Right. It, the moment you catch yourself doing it, what you'd want to do is grab that fob, leave the house, Come back in the house and put it in the correct place. Just getting in that habitual flow, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a behavioral technique called overcorrection, right? It's like, yes, would it be easier to just, all right, put it in the right place? Yes, but we're trying to really develop those neural networks that develop the patterning. So you always do that thing, right? Right. Now that makes sense for sure. I used to have a really, I used to like constantly forget to lock the, the front door when I came into the garage, uh, the, the garage door. So when I came in at night, so I've had a sticky note on the outside of my door that's in the garage to lock the door because that helps me, you know, re- having a conversation with my wife about it without any reminder in the moment is a pointless conversation, right? <laughs> right. It's, I need that reminder at the right place at the right time. 
right? And amazingly, that, that the same bright pink sticky note has been on my door for almost two years now, and it still reminds me. Usually you right. tune well, things out sense. like that after a while, right? So thinking about the other types of things that you lose, you want to really sit down and think, all right, what's my rule for this place, for, for this thing? You may even want to truly draw a picture of what that would look like. Okay. Right? And right. The, the benefits of that is it's it's kind of tapping on some some other uh, parts of some other uh, neural regions of your brain. It's in some ways it's almost like a meditation where you're really visualizing, right? Right, right. And it's a great excuse to just draw like you were in second grade again, right? And um, and so that's also something that works for me is, is to create that that visualization of where do things go. Uh, there's a great website that I that I use uh, called realtimeboard.com. That it's so if you like mind mapping, this is mind mapping like on on speed or something. Um, it's gotcha. It's like I'll super. Check it it's, out. it's like supercharged mind mapping because you can also add templates and pictures and all those other really cool things. All right. So what about your digital information? Um, you know, I'm. It's pretty much all over the place too. It's uh something that I try to be better with for sure. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Google Docs. I keep all my a lot, a lot of stuff in there. Um, Dropbox I use for the, exchanging all my files and all that good stuff. Email obviously can be an issue getting cluttered sometimes as I have tons of email coming through every day and that, you know, usually. So what I try to do is when things get like too overwhelming. I'm like, all right, I can't deal with this anymore, right? Because I'll be looking at like 80 folders on my desktop, and you know, I'm just all over the place. And I'm like, all right, before I do anything else, I need to take care of this, right? Or else I'm not going to be. Because then what will happen is, you know, if you have all those folders, I'll go in one of them for a minute, and then I'll go in another one for a minute, and it's just all over the place. And so one of the things that has helped me is taking breaks, mm -hmm. right, and just kind of resetting, uh, refocusing. I could definitely have better systems allocated, but I think I'm making improvements, I guess, with the digital stuff, you know, more so with my own possessions in my own life. You know, with, um, with when you're doing stuff on your computer that has the tendency to lead you down rabbit holes, um, right. a strategy that I will use is I get two separate sticky notes and I put them on the corners of, of my computer screen. And one sticky note says what I am doing right now. And the other one says what I am not doing. Right, right. Now. No, 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 that's a good, that's a good strategy. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to go down those rabbit holes, especially if you're trying to organize information or if you're looking for stuff, um, you know, it's, it's like, Ooh, I found this and now it's interesting. And now an hour goes by and you're like, wait, what was I supposed to be doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, for sure. All right. So you're going to get a, some kind of basket to, uh, to put your five. Are there any other things that you tend to lose and uh, lose track of? You know, I would, I would say we, we covered most of the, the issues. I mean, really with the personal possessions, I mean, it's a lot of things, right? But the, the key cell phone, all that, all that good stuff. A lot of times they end up coming up, you know what I mean? But it's like forgetting where you put them, all that type of stuff. So, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I still keep my head on my body. So, um, you know, I guess I'm, well, I'm what okay about getting it. an, I, I think like tile where, um, it's, it, you can use your phone to, to track your stuff. Something that I should definitely look into as well, for sure. 100% thought about it before. So, right. It goes back to your implementation uh, question, right? 
the, the amount of things that I've thought about implementing that uh, haven't actually happened yet. It's uh, And then once you implement, it's like, why did I wait so long to do that? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. All right. So what we're going to do, Ian, is as soon as we hang up from this call, you're going to uh, go and schedule a 10-minute call uh, to follow up with us here and um, to, to let us know a couple weeks if you got your basket and how you're doing with some of these organizational things that we talked about. Does that sound all right with you? Sounds good, Eric. Let's make it happen. So we leverage accountability. <laughs> I like that. And is there anything else you want to leave listeners with? You know, I mean, if you guys are interested, any of the listeners are interested in just, you know, developing better health in your life, you know, you have any questions about nutrition, fitness, mindset, any of that, you know, feel free to connect with me. Head on over to fearlessandhealthy.com. I'm going to send Eric the link to that PDF that we talked about. See, I still remember that, but you can also get it on my website as well. And, uh, you know, I look forward to connecting with anyone that would like to learn more about me. All right, Ian, thank you so much. I definitely want to recommend people subscribe to your podcast. It's the Fearless and Healthy Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and check it out on iTunes. Yeah, it's good stuff. A lot of mindset and fitness stuff. And, uh, you know, love for you to check it out. All right, Ian, Ryan, thank you so much. And for, uh, you know, sharing the information with our listeners and for uh, you being willing to step into the hot seat to get your ADHD rewired. <laughs> Absolutely, Eric. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Hey, Eric, it's Ian here. I just want to let you know I did get a basket for my keys. And although it is a work in progress, it has definitely helped. I have not lost my keys since doing so. So let's hope I keep this momentum going and I keep remembering to put my keys in the basket when I come in the house. Thank you for this advice. It has definitely been a help and I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. This has been Eric Tivers and I want to thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode, learn more about the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group, and more. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. Don't just be a passive listener, be an active member of the community. Submit your request to join our free and growing community on Facebook. Watch for a message from me on Facebook because I screen everyone before they come in the group. Podcasts do change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Share it online or share it with a friend. If you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, let people know about this show. And if you really loved this episode, please hit share on your podcast player. One of the biggest things you can do to support this podcast and help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher. If you can't figure out how to do it, message me on Facebook or through my website and I'll be happy to walk you through it. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at Audible by using my affiliate link at audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Not sure where to start? Start with Brene Brown's The Gift of Imperfections or her six-hour recorded workshop, The Power of Vulnerability. This is Eric Tivers reminding you 
that when you spend time to plan, you will save time that you could spend later. Until next time. <laughs>